Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you for those who have tuned in to today's podcast. We continue to lift up those who have been economically affected by COVID-19. We plead the blood of Jesus over arthritis. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the Christ of God, amen. My friends, when you become a Christian, you want to be able to build your faith. This process of building is called edification. The pandemic gave us ample opportunity to build on our faith as friends, family, and loved ones applied common sense healthcare tactics to stay well, while many others ignored those same tactics. When a church had to temporarily close its doors, it gave the membership the time to get closer to our Creator. The result is the improvement God wants for your life, not self-improvement, or works-based improvement, but the new person, the transformed person that is within you. In order to build on something, you must have a foundation. When building a skyscraper, the foundation is dug until they reach bedrock. Our bedrock is Jesus Christ, not self. Today, I want to examine three areas of edification, self, others, and each other. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul discusses a subject that is prevalent in some churches and dismissed in other churches. That is, speaking in tongues, prophecy, and public worship. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2 teaches, For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Speaking in tongues is a prayer language, yet many churches have set a standard within their walls that if you don't speak in tongues, you are not saved. My friends, speaking in tongues is an area of edification as it comes with the territory of a close relationship with God. Should we expect a new Christian to speak in tongues? And if they don't, what happens? The church at Corinth was so obsessed with godly desire that they missed that they should be obsessing with pursuing love. Starting with a foundation of love for God will allow us to talk to Him. 1 Corinthians 14 verses 3 and 4 says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. My Christian comrades, Paul makes it simple. Tongues is man speaking to God, while prophecy is God speaking a positive word to man through a man. I want to clarify that God can use whoever he wants to for prophecy, including women. When I say man, I'm using the context of mankind. We must be careful when we receive a prophetic word from someone. A true word from God will build up a person, not tear them down. A true word from God will encourage you, not discourage you. A true word from God will strengthen you, not weaken you. Friends, I've mentioned in the past that at one time I was in charge of building a new church sanctuary, and there were some in the church who were not with the program and became a thorn in my side. One day, as I was waiting in line at the grocery store, an older woman came up to me and said, Baby, it's going to be all right. 
God's got a mission for you, and you're going to finish it. Now, I've never seen that woman before, and she spoke strength and courage into my spirit at a time when it was much needed. 1 Peter 2 verses 1 through 3 proclaims, Therefore, laying aside all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Folks, a new Christian may bring some unwanted character traits with them. Part of our Christian growth is getting rid of old man and conforming to the new man in Christ Jesus. A new Christian is like a new baby. It needs milk to grow, and a new Christian needs the word to grow. That's why it's so important to make sure that new converts receive the proper positive support from mature Christians. Part of building up the saints is in how you talk to people. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. My friends, this not only includes vulgarity, but also gossip, slander, and language which will incite the wrath of others. Ephesians 4 verses 11 and 12, Paul describes the offices that Jesus describes to build up the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastor teachers are gifts to the ministry with specific tasks. An apostle is a delegate, specifically an ambassador of the gospel, one who is sent. Prophets are moved by the Holy Spirit to speak, instruct, comfort, encourage, rebuke, convict, and stimulate their hearers. An evangelist is the bringer of good tidings, a preacher of the gospel. A pastor is a shepherd who is responsible for watching out for enemies trying to attack the sheep, defending the sheep from attackers, healing the wounded and sick sheep, finding and saving the lost sheep, loving and caring for the lost sheep. My Christian friends, if you don't have a pastor who fits this description, you may want to look for a church that has this type of pastor. The office of a teacher is connected to the office of the pastor in that the pastor must be able to teach, while a teacher doesn't have to be able to pastor. These offices are used by God to produce strong Christians. I have commented in past podcasts about the doors of churches being closed forever. I attribute part of the problem to church leadership not equipping those in the congregation with the tools for growth. As a gardener, you cannot expect a harvest if you don't plant any seeds, don't water, and don't nourish the young plants. Paul teaches in Ephesians 4 and 16 that a church is effective when every part of the body does its part. The church becomes stronger when it is grounded in the love of Jesus. The early church was persecuted by Saul, but after his conversion, Acts 9.31 says, Then the churches throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Folks, the early church was under constant persecution, yet they had peace of mind. They knew who they were serving, they knew who they belonged to, and they knew who kept them. When we know that Jesus has us in the palm of his hand, we can live confidently and build up the church. You must acknowledge that the church has indeed multiplied. There are an estimated 2.2 billion Christians in the world today, making Christianity the largest religion in the world. Remember, this all started with one man and 12 disciples. That amounts to 1.1 million Christians joining a year, 
for 2,000 straight years. So the Holy Spirit is on his job. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11 says, Therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Paul is teaching that the church must give comfort, not just take comfort. Can you imagine what kind of world this would be if we had 2.2 billion Christians who gave comfort to others? My Christian companions, it is not just a pastor's job to build up the church or the deacons or anyone else in leadership. That job belongs to all of us. I extend to you an invitation to join the family of God. Admission to the family is free. Your ticket has been paid in advance by the blood of Jesus. Will you accept? Let's pray. Father, we pray for those who will give their lives to you and be built up and help build up others. In the name of the cornerstone of the church, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. We'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.